You know what they call uh, a quarter pounder with cheese uh, in Paris? What do they call it? They call it uh, Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. Well, here we are sipping a lovely mulled wine because it's the holidays. It's so festive in here. So much festive cheer. Mm. Um, I will not be rhyming for the remaining of the episode. That was just a strong start that... I will chase for the next 50 minutes or so. You're stronger about couplets than you are in like full body verse. I've always said that. That's true. Yeah. I'm more of a iambic pentameter in the spring kind of gal. Oh, I really thought you were leading up to some kind of iambic pentameter in the streets, free verse in the sheets, or (laughs) who is this joke even for? I am who I am in all walks of life, whether I'm walking the streets or the sheets. Walking the sheets. You've mm. never tried it. <laughs> I, I, you're normaling me right now. I can't. Yeah. Uh, I can't deal with it. Uh, welcome back to Battle Royale with Cheese. I don't know why I always say um. Welcome back. Something that you realize about yourself when you edit your own podcast. Mm-hmm. Catch up on all your weird vocal tics and your sort of like acceleration phrases. Oh yeah. You know the the linking words that you use to kind of get the motor running of mm-hmm. a sentence. Big time. Very irritating, but also irrelevant. So welcome back anyway, friends. We're really delighted. Welcome in. Uh, not sure if this is going to be the last episode of the year yet. We do have... We've got plans. we got plans, but we'll see if we can get out, squeeze out another one before mm-hmm. the holidays. Just vile. Vile. But uh, we're very excited to have you with us today as we head into the festive season. We're approaching the limbo week where time and space cease to exist between yeah. Christmas and New Year's. My favorite, I mean, I don't know about your your sense of time and space, of course, it's but weird. I feel like my personhood also sort of just dissolves. Oh, yeah. It's, it's great a, to rot. It's a rotting season. It is. It's a different type of dissociation. It's more peaceful than um, fear-based, I there, would say. I think there really is something to, like, if you're staying up till 2 a.m. reading midweek, and not wanting to talk to people during the year, mm-hmm. somewhat of a cry for help. Mm-hmm. If you're doing that on, what did you call it? Limbo week. Limbo week? Yeah. Then it's basically like you're thriving. Yeah. That's the best thing you could possibly You're celebrating. Do. Yeah. You're celebrated for your commitment to the limbo. I love this. Mm-hmm. Okay. I Are you excited about limbo week? Do you have any fun limbo week traditions or plans? Oh, the the plan is to have no plans. Oh, of course. Other than, you know our final meal together of 2023. When are we? I'm already in limbo week. I live in limbo week. Yeah. Well, time is uh, irrelevant Mm -hmm. and we are nothing but dreams of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to be talking about say mercy, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, say mercy, say mercy. I was wondering that too. Is this like, you're forcing someone to say mercy, a la yes. like arm wrestling like as a kid or up. something like that. Yeah. I heard one of the servers explaining this while we were there. Oh. Yeah, somebody so, asked. Oh, okay. And they said, yeah, it's kind of like an expression of like, oh, I give up. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, say but mercy. like, that's what like I saying mean. saying uncle. No, I understand that. But like, are you telling someone, are you the aggressors telling them to say mercy under all this delicious food? Or is it like, forgive yourself and say mercy and give yourself grace and eat this barbecue bolognese not to spoil anything wow 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 i like (laughs) i like the latter a lot that's very you know meditation 
core that's very mindfulness core but i do think it's probably the former i think i think if anything i picture the barbecue bolognese choking me in a, like, in a full like, nelson like, an illegal full, full nelson yes exactly well past the allotted half nelson <laughs> to say nothing of the three-quarter nelson or a half and half mm. and 10 percent cream i'm sorry I'm so sorry, Brian. No, it's okay. Hey, however you like it, Jill. That's that's the motto of this podcast. So permissive. So, yes. Anyway, I do think it's sort of like this restaurant is kind of challenging you or threatening you because and I like it. Hot on the heels of so this is the same restaurant group as the McKenzie Room, mm-hmm. which I've through my research today found out that sometimes people just call it TMR. The McKenzie Room. They yeah. call it TMR. Apparently, I don't like that. I don't know how I feel about that either. Reminds me of it's very Carson Daly, TRL, Total Request Live. Yes. It's very very bad. Very Josie and the Pussycats era. It is. Great. A movie movie. I've never seen. What? It's on the Criterion channel now, though. I gotta watch it. We are old. I know. I know. But and yet I didn't even have the formative experience of watching that in high school when I would have been like the right age for the You could have been in the movie. They filmed it here. I remember They did? Yeah, the concert scene is filmed at uh uh, PE grounds playland. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, like the PE forum, the outdoor one. I don't know. I the Agrodome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where that's... the 4H is held. Right, right, right. The okay. final 4H showdown was of uh, the movie, famously. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we're going to talk about Say Mercy a little bit later today. Oh, we were talking about the McKenzie Room. I was saying, hot on the heels of there, I want it all comes. The Jesus the, Take the Wheel. The Jesus Take the Wheel of Say Mercy. I wonder if Collective Goods has one, too, that's like very French, like uh, Tabernacle. No, I can't do this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even like <laughs> this bit that I'm starting. Uh, mm, say la vie. Tout le monde. Tout le monde. Tout le chose. Nope. Oh, that's the extent of my grade four French, I yeah, think. I think let's leave it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to talk about Say Mercy, I think. We'll be very excited to talk about Say Mercy based mm-hmm. on some early reflections that we had earlier this week dying together. We're excited to get back to we debated what to do for this episode yes. because we're we're coming out of the summer. Obviously, we, you know, scheduling, you know, it, it can be difficult to find time to go dine together. But we wanted to get back to after the grab bag. We wanted to get back to Battle Royale, which is classic. Mm-hmm. Uh You know, what brought us to the dance? And that is a focus on one single restaurant. Mm-hmm. We're going to dine together we're going to talk about our experiences and we're going to have a good time mm-hmm. before that do you want to talk about a little bit about our oh wait i didn't even do the intro this is all over the place it's fine welcome back to battle royale with cheese i'm one of your hosts brian and with me as always is jill hi jill hey brian you, you didn't say um that time not that time Mm-mm. i banished that word from my vocabulary Uh-oh. i hope i never say it again oh no pressure brian no None at all. Not for me. So, <laughs> so, Jill, do you want to talk, before we get into Say Mercy, do you want to talk a little bit about an experience we recently had at a New Yorks location? Yeah. We had a big moment. We did. We had a, whether it's a little big moment or a big little moment for us two little tykes holding these mics. Little moment, big podcast. Oh, big, po- big moment, little podcast. There you go. So what were you going to say? I was just going to say I rhymed again, but uh, after I swore not to. I stepped all over your couplet. I'm so sorry. That is okay. Um, so Brian and I are huge sellouts now. I mean, we I, I don't even get out of bed uh, if it's for less than two uh, free bennies. <laughs> Which is how we were paid. Well, we were paid in more than two free That's, pennies is the thing. We were paid in 
It was uh, almost. Well, Yokes brought out really, really. It was a free for all. Yeah, it was wild. Uh, we were just smothered in hollandaise sauce. Um, so Brian and I were invited to the soft opening of <laughs> God. I can't wait for the t-shirt. <laughs> Def- that's definitely our merch um, of the. Western location of Yokes on Davie um, because we're a huge deal and, you know, we're extremely famous. Um, I just, George's full-time job now is just, you know, asking New York Times food column to please just let her rest. She's just exhausted. Stop calling. Gosh, it's just, it's, it's unhinged, really. It is. And now some might say that you're talking about this a little late uh, a lot of the influencers who were there, and we did see a lot of other food influencers there, food fluencers, mm-hmm. foodie bloggers, etc. And they were there taking their content. They posted all the reels of them looking cool, taking the the food photos. Is our food photography from that day particularly good? It is not. No. Did we take any reels of us looking cute? We did not. No, we did not. But we are here to talk about it now. And this is, I think, the competitive advantage that we have is that we bring a unique perspective involving our voice. Yes. And we are not a style that can be copied. We are inimitable. And that's some, why we're some a success. may say we're style less. <laughs> mm, I don't know. <laughs> did uh, one of us have uh, an entire egg topple off of a fried chicken <laughs> Benny and into their lap? Maybe. I won't say. But I caught it. I caught... (laughs) Without breaking the yolk. This is... uh, Okay. So, first of all, (laughs) let me just say, there's no fault against yolks. They kindly had us out for their media event, for their soft opening. Yes. feels weird for me to say it. Like, I'm appropriating your culture. And... You can say it, Brian. The soft opening was great. Food was great. They really brought us one of everything on the menu, plus some mimosas, plus a milkshake. Mm-hmm. Originally, it was a, it was meant to be enough food for four people per table, but mm-hmm. we were just two. Mm-hmm. So we had way too much food, and we went home happily with a bunch of fried chicken, some waffles, some potatoes. It was all great. In the course of navigating this multi-tier food project that came to our table, did I, while trying to serve food onto my plate, drop a single perfect yolks poached egg onto my lap. Yes, I did. But as Jill said, <laughs> I caught it in a napkin, so it didn't even make a mess, really. And it didn't break. No. One of the proudest moments of my life. You could be a football player. Soft hands. Soft hands. Yeah, I could be a football player or Stone Cold Steve Austin catching beers after winning a WWF championship. And smashing them together. Yeah. Wasting it all. But he always, like, his... His hands. He could always catch them. Like, when did he ever miss catching a beer? Never did. Unreal. Was he uh, of CFL ilk? Uh, I don't uh, think Dwayne so. the Rock Johnson? No, I think only the Rock really came out of the CFL in that era of mm-hmm. WWF, WWE. Mm-hmm. All that to say, Brian's soft hands and my soft opening made it down <laughs> to <Yokes>. Okay. <laughs> And it was a wonderful time. It was very affirming um, to be paid in food. Um, I think that's all we've ever wanted. And I I love that we stayed true to who we are. You know, throwing eggs all over the place. Um, we saw... I'm not going to name names, but there were some... Some food influencers there who we saw do the funny behind the scenes like influencers influencers in the wild thing where we're seeing the boyfriend get the shot or the boyfriend get out of the shot (laughs) or like having to angle these things and like put food up to their mouths and then, you know, cut and then they just put the food down. They don't eat it. So it was nice to just, 
you know, get in there, get messy and be ourselves. Uh, Take chances, make mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. <laughs> Thanks, coach. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I was just thinking about uh, the ending. Kyle Chandler. I was thinking about Kyle Chandler. <laughs> I was thinking about the the very last episode of Friday Night Lights where he, he runs up to Connie Britton and he's like, you're right, it's your turn. And they decide to leave and he gives up the college football job to go move somewhere where she can be a principal. Tears. <sighs> uh, sorry, uh, season <laughs> spoilers for the ending of Friday Night Lights. <laughs> All that to say, I think the Oaks is one of the first restaurants we covered on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you know us at all, I would say it means something to us that our first ever media invite was from Yokes. Absolutely. So Yokes, thank you so much. Uh, we love you. We stand your eggs forever and ever. We love what you're doing with the menu. We are very excited about your new Davy location, and I encourage everyone to go visit it. I had been to the Hastings Yokes the weekend before we went there, and I'm I've been at least three times since we had that event. <laughs> nice. So, was yeah, any, did anything fan. on their menu stand out to you? On um, the influencer one. Mm-hmm. I really liked what they did with the fried chicken. Me they too. added a little bit of heat to make it more like a Nashville fried chicken. Yeah, mild, but still oh, yeah, very like much there. Very, very mild, but still, yeah, there, as you say. And um, yeah, I think that one hit really well. It's uh, it's hard to mess with the classic. They have arguably, I think, some of the best fried chicken and waffles that there is. And they took a, a risk and uh, I think it paid off. I think so too. But honestly, that's maybe one of the only things that I remember from that food haze coma. Do you remember comparing the breakfast sandwich to the burger when we were trying to be like, okay, they both have hash browns on them. I think a, an inspired choice, which their chef came over and told us was because they were trying to include some of that breakfast sandwich texture on the burger and the breakfast sandwich. They didn't want it to just be like all soft all the yeah. way through. Uh, really getting into the textural descriptions mm-hmm. here mm, jill looks jill looks really thrilled about this <laughs> and uh i remember because we were we had the breakfast patty one and then the burger came right after and it was just like oh my god these are both two delicious salty heavy rich beautiful hangover cures hangover, yeah exactly i'm beautiful sandos i'm still convinced that they actually just brought us two brunch burgers and one just didn't have a beef patty in it. <laughs> I think that there was some misfiring, you know, but were, you know what? No knows? mistakes, only opportunities. Exactly. And everything but, was great. Yeah, so no, I, absolutely no critique. No. So yeah. Anyway, if you're within the sound of our voice, continue patronizing yokes. Mm-hmm. Pa- continue giving yokes your patronage. Patronizing. Yes. Is yeah. that... Oh, you call that a yoke? I think that would be. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. Maybe that is one of those like multiple (laughs) definitions, but it kind of like it's the opposite of what I'm trying to communicate here. Yeah. Any other food stuff you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about? I mean, I don't think we have plans to cover it, but do you want to sandwich that beer? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about this. What were you going to talk about? I was going to say we went out for kind of a great meal on Friday. We did. Man, we really get around, don't we? I know. I know. Um, Just wanted to say thank you again to Doug Steven and Mikey. Last name. I did this to him last time. I just because I, I know these people mostly from their Instagram their handle, food handles and Doug Stevens' handle is Doug Steven, so <laughs> it really stays in the dome. But the, Michael McClintock. Michael McClintock. Please, Michael. Uh, if you're professional, sorry. Yes, sorry, Michael. I went. I went right to Mikey. Um, how toward of me. Um, and this sandwich, that beer, of course. Yes. Uh, they put on another. 
amazing. Like at this point, we've had at least 16 meatball sandwiches by them in the last two years. And none of them were the same. Even say, hey, I got a shout out. Say, hey, cafe. Oh, my God. Their pogo uh, riff on a meatball sub, which was just like really a corn dog that subs the hot dog for a meatball two meatballs with a cheese layer in the middle oh yeah the cheese bridge um i mean you would expect them to just come and win it all with their meatball hero hoagie that they you know are famous for but they thought outside the box everybody brought their game i mean we could do an entire podcast on it we have before but we thought we would get back into a a single restaurant episode as you said at the top but i just want to shout them out and also just congratulate them on another event we will be the first two in line for any ticketed event they ever hold so uh hats off to you guys for doing that yeah absolutely i mean if you're not going to this sandwich that beer and and to be fair like it's full every year i i i always love it i hope that Maybe there's an opportunity for them to do more events together because they're so great at it. Wink. But, they may have wink told us. This yeah, they told us about there might be something in the works. Fingers something crossed. maybe around summer, but uh, that's all I'll say. Yeah, fingers crossed. So anyway, I mean, the other thing, too, is that if you haven't been and you don't remember our episode last year, it is really not just like meatball sub after meatball sub after meatball sub. I would say there's enough classic meatball sub that you feel like you're getting your money's worth. Oh yeah. But the winners are always the ones that do something a little bit different. Like who won the last two years? Was it juke? Juke. Yeah. yeah. And so this year their take on it was, uh, almost like a katsu, a katsu scotch egg. Yeah. So like, kind of being like, what if meatball could be scotch egg? And katsu. And what if scotch egg was just katsu yeah. inside of a tiny little milk bread bun. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Like so, so thought. And the pogo, a, another great example of people bringing real, real culinary creativity to bear on this. So it's a super fun event. All the breweries that participate are great, too. And this sound, I mean, in a city that I think we, we're getting lucky enough, I think, to go to many fun food events in the city now. Yeah. Superflux, this one. I mean, both are something special, but like if you've never been to this sandwich, that beer, I could not recommend it higher enough. If you like beer and or food, especially if you like both, highly recommend. Highly recommend. Follow them and then also keep um, an alert out for the events. I remember they would sell out within minutes Mm -hmm. before COVID. And um, after this last round, I'm sure that they're they're back on track to have that happen. I think you're probably right. And, you know, the other thing that surprised me was I maybe it's maybe we're showing our age a little bit but i consider this sandwich that beer sort of like well if you're in the food if you're into food in vancouver everyone knows about the sandwich that beer right but i got multiple messages from people being like what is this event like what this looks so much fun like what is this so i guess there's still i mean obviously not everyone knows about everything there's no such thing as a monoculture anymore yada 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 but anyway this sandwich that beer could not recommend it more follow them on instagram do Mm -hmm. not miss it yeah open your world open your heart open your mouth and then close your heart because your valves will be tightening oh yeah some beautiful beautiful delicious meatballs that'll be a lot of a lot of uh, arterial stress i think so were those back to back for us did we do this sandwich that beer and then yolks the next day? yes we did mm. and i think the next day we were both like i feel ill yeah so much salt yeah i was sweating meatballs in hollandaise yeah uh, it, that's some of some would say that's your highest self yeah i was bragging just now right right <laughs> Uh, before we get to say mercy, should we quickly shout out Bodega? I think so. I mean, we're here now. We might as well, right? Mm-hmm. I've never, uh, after the meal we had, I want to do an episode about Bodega. Yes. However, I'm a little bit worried that we had the like, the perfect 
condition of five people there to order a bunch of things from their menu. Yeah, five people who love to eat and have no limitations, no allergies, no nothing that yucks their yum. No, not at all. Um, it's the perfect amount of people to make their paella look like a sampler. I mean... I've had ordered the paella with just George and I going and it was like, oh, we've made a mistake because we ordered other things as well. And it's very intimidating when they put that down. But it's for five people. Everybody gets a few scoops and then you just haven't like there's still so much room mm-hmm. for other things like. Especially if the wine is flowing, everyone's going to want more than just the paella. You know, or you ask them to make you Negronis and they absolutely knock it out of the park. Um, or you have heroes that are sitting at the table, such as Carissa. And when the server says, you know, there's actually only two of these uh stuffed pepper stuff, yeah the cheese stuffed goat horn chilies she says you know what triple it without even batting an eye i mean that's just a huge yeah you want you want to know the confidence at the table yeah shout out to carissa shout yeah. out to kieran shout out to kendra oh yeah uh amazing group to dine with but really like i've been to bodega before it sounds like you have too I have as well best meal i've ever had there bar none mm-hmm Paella, great. But the one thing that I keep thinking about... The sausage. Yeah, the chorizo sausage. With the mustard dip. Yeah, I I wanted to... I had a thought of starting this episode with... I've been thinking a lot about the chorizo sausage from Bodega. Do you think it's thinking about me too? (laughs) Like, I miss... The sausage and I just had it. We ordered Kieran ordered us a second round of it. Yeah. Because it was such a hit at the table. Yeah, it was so good. Anytime you're out at a restaurant and someone's like, we're going to need more of this. And I know that you and Georgia flex on that sometimes too, which I really admire. But I got to say, like, it's kind of a mark quality. Yeah. Anytime it's like, shit, we're not leaving this table until we get more of this thing. Yeah. Another round of drinks and also another round of this sausage and mustard, please. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it hit every part of the palate that you want it to hit. And I'm, you know, I talk about this all the time, ad nauseum, and you put up with it. Not a sausage gal. <laughs> but was I inviting a second round of sausage in to me? I couldn't stop it. Um, <laughs> yes, I was. And you know what? I'm going to do it again. You're going to invite sausage into your life again? Say mercy. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Good transition. <laughs> I love that. Are you ready to talk about the Italian-American barbecue fusion that is Say Mercy? C. C. We? For Southern Cajun? I don't know. Uh-uh. Uh, no. Uh-uh. Uh, okay. I don't know any Italian. And now you've... Now I... I don't have anything to kind of continue this. Oh, dear. I know. My brain is kind of... You know, uh, firing um, all the synapses at once right now, and I feel like I'm having a panic attack. I can see that the only thing stuck in your head right now is gabagool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's classic Italian. That's authentic Italian, yeah. and, which I tell my Italian fiance all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I just wanted to lead with this article from uh, 604 Now. This is an article from Megan Gill, uh, published in January of 2020. If Say Mercy opening later this month is an indication of how 2020 is going to be, we're here for it. So, Megan, thank you for cursing us all and inviting the pandemic into our lives. (laughs) With your bold, bold words that 2020 would be the best year ever, I invite you to consider the fact that it was not actually a very good year. She cursed us all. It was difficult for many people, and I can't believe 604 Now has Mm. not deleted and scrubbed this article from the face of the internet. Megan 
is patient zero. <laughs> or at least some kind of like invoker. Yeah. Like she or, or part- on it out of the craft. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh so say mercy, uh kind of the brainchild of the group behind the McKenzie room and collective goods, collective hospitality group. Uh Chef Sean Reeve, as I said, is uh kind of the brain trust, the the chief creative officer here, chief okay. culinary officer here. Uh, I've got a little bit of knowledge about him here to share. Okay. Uh, Sean trained in Italy, learning classical techniques from the masters and is passionate about authentic barbecue. In fact, it was experiencing and experimenting with the smoky flavors of the South in his earliest kitchen jobs that made up his mind to become a chef at St. Mercy. <laughs> he gets to put the two together, which brings me to my next point. You've never tasted anything like this. It's pretty, true. Pretty good intro. Uh, yeah. Not at all cursed like the other one. No. Megan. Megan. So you say Mercy was kind of your idea. Mm-hmm. What brought you to, hey, we should go to and review Say Mercy? Well, other than what we already chatted about is that we'd done a lot of miscellaneous eating, I would say. Uh, I wanted to bring Unfocused. it back to us. Yes, exactly. Chaotic eating. Um. And it's a place that I'd been with Georgia about a year previous. Um, And it just kind of checked a lot of boxes. It's cozy season. Uh, You know, I love to be cozy and eat cozy. Um, It's a different... Well, not only is it a different cuisine than we've reviewed, uh, I think, so far on the pod, but I would argue that there's not many places, if not any places like it in vancouver let alone like it's a very odd fusion i would think to bring together in at first blush but i mean i hate to spoil it but it fucking works it rocks um and i also knew that they had a tasting menu and i I just wanted like i wanted something nice i wanted to not think at all i wanted to enjoy the food and but i wanted it Still wanted to save a little something for like our finale episode where we go, you know, we go up a dollar sign if you're looking at the icons and how and how they're reviewed on G Maps. I know love what that. I mean. Yes, so absolutely. That is what brought me to the, the decision. Okay, it was a great decision. I was totally on board. I'd been once before. Mm-hmm. I got the tasting menu the last time I was there as well. The tasting menu, I I can't remember if the bolo was an extra add on then too, but the tasting menu was very different. I love. Like, love a restaurant that's, like, creative, rotates dishes, that kind of thing. That's, I think, a common theme on a lot of the restaurants we've covered and really loved on this show. And they take us places that we wouldn't otherwise have gone. Like, we'll get into it later when we review each of the items, I think. But that's what I love about a tasting menu. And part of, like, I don't just love it because I hate making decisions on a personal level. Yes, Um, but but you do. I do. I fear making decisions. Um, What if you pick wrong? (laughs) Exactly. But uh, yeah, this way it's out of my hands. Jesus take the wheel, as they say. As they say. So for a little bit more context on last year. So this was the best restaurants in Canada 2022. This was the year when I think published was named number one and Mm -hmm. it was like a big deal. Uh, Say Mercy 78. So they cracked the top 100. It's pretty good. Uh, Behind Savio Volpe, but ahead of Chipinos in terms of uh, restaurants that are in Vancouver. Okay. So for whatever that's worth. Uh, as of a review from the Vancouver Sun, Chef Sean Reeve explains the restaurant name. It'll take you on an adventure and you give into it. Uh, I'll add my own context. You must submit. <laughs> you submit to what Say Mercy wants to give you. Engage with Say Mercy. Engage with Say Mercy. Uh, our old friend Bibbendum 
<gasps> quite fond of Say Mercy. Did you know that it's a Bib Gourmand selection? I did. Yeah, uh, we saw the head. When uh, we saw his ominous, floating, disembodied head. The, the, the tongue out. Yeah, he's a freak. <laughs> yeah, just absolutely filthy. He is a freak. He's, he's a, a da- Bib and Num's a dang-ass freak. He's a dang-ass freak. A stack of toilet seats. Um, he eats garbage off the road. You've got a poster celebrating I do, it. above my toilet, where it belongs. And... <laughs> You know what, man? Does that freak have good taste in food? And uh, that was actually another part that I didn't share of why I picked Say Mercy is that I always go to the the Michelin Guide to to start me off when I'm trying to think of where to go. I mean, especially now that Vancouver has one, it's kind of a nice resource to turn to, it's, even if it is a marketing exercise. Totally, it's, still great. it's such a novelty that I buy into weekly. I would say when I'm looking for places to eat. Absolutely. Do you want to know what Bivendum says? Uh, and by the way, no, is, but I have to. This is not. He says, <laughs> I don't know. How, how does Bibbenum talk? Do we ever settle on that? I think we have chatted about it. it to me, it's like Boris Karloff, like the he's uh, the narrator in The Grinch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK. <laughs> like uh, definitely sounds like a misogynist, uh, like he has whiskey for breakfast. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably whiskey for lunch as well and jumps in his Cadillac to drive home. Yeah, exactly. Pippendum. Well, he's not concerned, though, because as we all know, Pippendum, he fears no road impediment. No, no nail. No. no nothing. Uh, nothing else that's in that martini glass in exactly. your poster. Uh, check our Instagram for uh, some Bibbendum <laughs> shots. You'll, you'll see what we're talking about. So this is what Bibbendum says. Intimate and welcoming. Passerby. St- is this what Bibbendum says? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Intimate and welcoming. Passerby stop in their tracks and do a double take, as it's clear that everyone is having a gloriously good time at Say Mercy. As for the food, it's a mashup of Italian cooking with a barbecue nudge. I'm just doing movie phone. You I are, always start, okay. no matter where I start, I end there. Crudo kicks appetites into gear with sweet slices of amberjack and a caper dill dressing, olive serrano pepper relish, and wafer thin fingerling potato chips. Don't even think about passing over the barbecue bolo. It's non-negotiable. Short for polonaise, it's a distinctive dish. Thanks, Bibbidum. (laughs) It's a distinctive dish of house-made spaghetti tossed with pancetta, smoked pork butt, and grana padana. Finally, the unique twist on the cannoli, inspired by banana pudding, is a great way to end the meal. We didn't get the cannoli. We didn't. They did not have that. They, we had semi-fredo for dessert, which was Can also nice. Can I just nice. say that Bibbida missed an opportunity to say non-negotiable? Yes. <laughs> the barbecue bolo, non-negotiable. non-negotiable. Well, we're you know, we're going to we're going to level our own <laughs> reviews here and we'll find out what's really non-negotiable here. Every one of our podcasts is just a review of Bibbida and how terrifying he is. <laughs> yeah. Um before we kind of get more into it, I took I screenshotted some other reviews from Say Mercy. Uh one person, I think this is also from Megan Gill's review. She mentions that uh tasting menus fill her with dread for starters i like picking my own food every time a chef is in charge freak i know (laughs) uh you self-deterministic freak (laughs) every time a chef is in charge of ordering there always seems to be a lot of uni involved which sorry i don't get excited about okay megan you're too good for uni yeah i love culturalist yeah exactly uh also, I'd never been to this place. I had no idea if they're generous or mercenary with such things, but liquor has a way of tamping down such irrational thoughts. Uh, I'm not going to even fill... Anyway, that's, uh, that's about it. You know, it. let's move on. Chef she Sean caused Reeve. COVID. Well, I, I don't, I don't want to hear anymore. Okay. So th- this is a follow-up uh, from the uh, Georgia Strait piece that mentioned that you've never tasted anything like this. So at first mention, 
Italy meets the American South is confounding. Perhaps the dish that best illustrates Reeves' ability to nimbly dance between disparate cuisines and cultures is his barbecue bolo. When you first <laughs> taste it, bolo. Oh, I'm going to read this verbatim. When you first taste it, your taste buds are like, huh? What's happening here? I hate food writers. <laughs> There's the fresh house-made spaghetti and the salty pancetta, and then there's smorked butt, all tender. Sorry, smorked butt? Smoked pork butt. <laughs> merch, merch, merch. Smorked butt, smorked butt. <laughs> oh, this is a real freewheeling conversation. It's okay. We've had so there's smoked of butt, wine. all tender, soft, and fatty, topped with generous amounts of granite padano. Um, the one other thing that I wanted to to briefly talk about was in doing my research for this, I found because you know how I've briefly talked to you about this. I don't think we've ever really gotten into this on the show. My distaste for websites that have sort of just become like SEO factories and yes. daily hive slash dished is definitely guilty of this, but I like, again, it's a grind. It's a business, right? Like yeah. I don't begrudge them for trying to play the game as it's and they, they've up. won it. I mean, they are, they are the top of completely. all the search pages when it comes to Com- food completely. Yeah. So when I did a search for say mercy and then under the news column, this article came up of like the most romantic restaurants in Vancouver and say mercy was on the list, but all they offer in terms of, of, uh, like uh, here's why this is romantic is this Fraser Street restaurant serves Italian food inspired by the American South and in addition to its comforting menu and fantastic cocktails it also offers a decidedly romance friendly atmosphere that's it so it's sort of like this is the thing that well, I want and just that it's like this restaurant has candles on the table that's right it'll make you it's so romantic it'll make you want to smork your butt you'll ask someone else to smork your butt Later in until the they say mercy. Sorry, <laughs> but you were that's gonna, right. You were going to now go. we're going to be delisted from Apple Podcasts. That's, that's okay. <laughs> Worth it. Worth it. No, I was just going to say that I, as I've said to you, I think part of the reason why, and part of the reason why I think we have this competitive advantage, is I think that there is a great deal of content out in the world, and food is just one element of this, where the content begins and ends with. Thing X exists. Yes. And I talk about this a lot. Yes. It's a constant thing in the influencer space, especially the food influencer space. Again, not begrudging anyone. Your reels look great. You look great. They're well edited. Everything yeah. looks really, really cool. You're way bigger than we'll ever be. Of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> we are a niche product. We're a niche premium product. It's not podcasts. It's HBO. Yeah. But small batch. We're not food influencing. We're HBO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> small batch. I like that too. <laughs> and... I just, I don't know. I, I just think like dished, like you're supposed to be like the food resource in town. And it's sort of just like, it well, sounds like it's written by AI. Yes. Yes. And I know that Which that's very only, well made it, maybe, me now. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And I know it's just going to go that way more and more. And it's but just like, it's, it's also not offering anything as like, as some, I was looking for, like, I went looking for commentary about say mercy and specifically about why does this like, in the same breath as other restaurants that are being ranked for their the amount of romance that they bring to the like the atmosphere, mm-hmm. all just, the other ones were similar. In terms yeah, of well, like, they just like this restaurant is romantic because it's romantic. Like it's just defining with the same definition. So because I I'm always good for stepping outside of myself and thinking maybe maybe I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. I do understand that. Maybe we're not the audience, you know, maybe their audience 
is more for people who are like, we want to get the casuals who are only like, you know, they don't know where do they want to go. We're trying to help them out. We're trying to capture their SEO traffic. Yeah. Those are those and just are, present a list of options. Well, that's what I was just going to say. It's not an article. It's a it's a list. It's the dare I say listicle. Like when I'm looking for. It is for an example, unranked listicle. Yes. If I'm looking for a brunch place, say you and I want to go for brunch and then I say I, I don't want to go to Red Wagon or Yolks for some reason. This is a bad example because that one never happened. I would I would seriously question your wellness. You would know that Bibidinum has taken over my body. Um, I would it just would be like um, you're Vincent D'Onofrio on Men in Black and you're kind of walking around like yeah, wearing sugar the sugar in water. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm not reading the descriptions. I'm just reading the headlines. Yeah. So it's again, they're doing their job. It's not for them. I know. I know. But but, uh, but like Brian, we are different than them, or at least we strive to be. What does make Say Mercy romantic? Um, that you can go and and smork your butt and uh, and, <laughs> I can and see get you're not your butt smorked. Seriously, no. It makes it. What makes it different is that okay. So first of all, look at this picture of Jill Canty looking great underneath the sign that says this content is not available in your area. Now, some would say that's very cool. Okay, but I, is it romantic? I. I mean, I think so. I mean, it's difficult. Like, we're pals, but, like, was there an element of romance at play? Do you feel? I don't know. I I, I would say that, like, it's a really nice vibe. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great... I don't know if it's a good first date restaurant. Their bar... They have a bar. I would love to sit at the bar. Bar's really small, though. Yeah. So, like, maybe the bar seats are at a premium, and you know that, as we've talked about, we're big bar date people. Yeah. So... But it is a bit of a, like... It's it's saucy. It's literally saucy. Yeah. Like the the bolo got a good amount of sauce and it could be a little bit messy. It's not they're not delicate bites. Is that something that is Oh, maybe it's you, a little playful, yeah. a little romantic. I, I I think it's got some atmosphere for sure. I know I'm not disagreeing. I was just putting you on the spot because you were hating on di- uh, Daily Heaven Dish. Oh, you want me you so wanted, wanted me to, to yeah. like uh, I'll prove you. I'll show you how it's done. Yeah. Listen, well, I'm doing that now. Listen to my hour-long plus podcast <laughs> if you want to hear my detailed thoughts. I don't have to condense them to a pithy soundbite. I'm not writing a precy here. I'm like you, Daily Hive. No no, sh- no shade. I mean, again, like I said, I know it's a grind. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we went to Say Mercy, and we had the Jesus Take the Wheel, mm-hmm. uh, the $140 per table of two tasting menu with additional wine pairings available. Which is a great deal, by the way. It is a great deal. So it's basically $70 a head for a tasting menu. Yeah. Not too bad in this economy. Uh, apparently launched a lot of the headlines that I found were originally like the $55 tasting menu at Say Mercy is one of the best deals in town. Mm. Unfortunately, inflation hits us all. Yep. Uh, we sat down. We were served by a wonderful server named Preston. Yes. Uh, he was great off the bat. Shout outs to you, Preston. Uh, we also had uh, some other servers that were bringing us drinks and explaining some of the menu items as they came out. Unfortunately, we only got Preston's name, but everyone we had, I think, was great. And the same thing as when I was there the first time. Like, the service, excellent. It's not, they're not pedantic. They nope. explain everything on the dish, but in a way that it's very similar to the McKenzie room. It's like there's a lot going on on that dish, but they're not doing it in a way that's like, okay, here you have, you know, a no. bit of, it's just like, it's not something they had to memorize, um, you know, 10 minutes before food service. It was something that they've all eaten, something that they're all very excited about in a place that they enjoy working and they enjoy 
being like interacting with people and it just like the service is excellent there completely yeah to the, and to your point I, I think their descriptions of the food when they brought it out was almost more conversational than it was like a pedantic script that they had to follow, totally right? like they were really like kind of like fun and engaged about it like yeah I know this might seem a little bit weird but here's this combo and, and they were like riffing like I remember one of the servers was putting food down the uh next to, at the table next to us and then overheard me say like you know this is like if chef boyardee was food and then she turned around she's like i like what i'm hearing and then yeah. went into a conversation about like we're not above it and she's like yep spoilers there's dr pepper in the bolo like yeah. we know what we're doing here yeah. and we're not afraid to go there so it's just approachable but you feel very secure in their hands absolutely yeah. absolutely and, and to the like fusion concept point like and approachable is a good way to describe it because if it's the kind of thing that like maybe you would feel a little bit put off by like mm-hmm. Italian barbecue or whatever it seems like out of your wheelhouse again like they make it seem very approachable and very fun yeah the only thing I would say is we're gonna we're about to talk about the Jesus take the wheel I kind of already want to go back and order a bunch of different things from yeah. the menu and so that let me just put that right out there in front like everything we had was fun and worth talking about worth eating worth eating but I saw other things on the menu. I've seen other things on Instagram that I want to try. And now yeah. I've had the tasting menu twice. Yeah. And unlike Mackenzie room where I feel like that's the move, that's the move is to always get the tasting menu. I kind of wonder if there are like, I'm feeling a la carte tonight. at yeah. St. Mercy, And that can well, be a I move. Think a notable difference there is that when you get the tasting menu at the Mackenzie room, it's called, I think it's called, I want it all yeah. because you literally you get, get everything. everything on the yeah. chalkboard. Um, but that menu changes almost weekly sometimes, I think, depending on the season. But yeah, that is that is the risk to, you know, Megan's point earlier about saying, like, I don't like it. I, uh, a tasting menu because I, I want to make my own decisions like we, we do miss about half the menu there. And there was like the the Agnolotti that I told you that Sounds I've had before. So like, I want to go back and have that. And also there was like a braised lamb neck that they have oh. right now that looks like autumn in a bowl like it just looks so cozy yeah we love neck love it love to neck we love to neck i want to nuzz up on that bowl of neck yeah bowl of neck bolognese okay negotiable help me negotiable okay pull up so first of all do you want to talk a little bit about our starting drinks which both had sweet tea yes again like really hitting us with the southern vibe right away absolutely like i love sweet tea i love iced tea in the states in general i in a shocking twist i feel like it's the only thing in america that you could get a varietal it's like parable in canada is sugar free like normally you would think oh america will go full in on the sugar and the candy but iced tea in america is literally just iced orange pico tea you have to add your own sweetness to it and when you do that you get something called sweet tea and it's not just simply brewing tea and adding like crystallized sugar to it and then chilling it it's like you create a simple syrup for the tea and to me that just you're making a mocktail not like a beverage Mm -hmm. it's crafted and you can taste the quality that goes in there and they had their sweet tea on the menu and then they said that there was an alcohol option and i said yes so they added vodka which i thought for sure that they would put bourbon in there yeah like a bourbon sweet tea and you know myself as ron swanson says clear alcohol is for rich women on diets but uh, well, you're a rich woman i am a rich woman on a diet that's true um but uh i went for it because you know jesus take the wheel was the theme of the night and 
it was fantastic. I think it's the only vodka-based beverage I've had maybe in like 10 years, but it was great. He called it a heck yeah. Uh, I thought that was cute. And I slurped it down in five seconds and I couldn't taste the vodka because vodka is like, that's why vodka is dangerous. <laughs> uh, t- totally. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was fantastic. And I only reason I said yes to it is because I had my heart set on they do a milk wash punch. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it wasn't available that evening. But if you ever go back, you should ask for it. I totally agree. Uh, what did I... I had a sweet tea cocktail that was a riff on a French 75, and it's just... Oh, it didn't have didn't have sweet tea and brandy it, it in it? It did have sweet tea and brandy in it. I'm just trying to remember the name of it now, which is... I should have been looking this up beforehand, uh, but if you give me one second, I can find it. The High Life 75. Yes. An ode to the French 75 classic in Louisiana, where you can find a famous 75 made with brandy. And ours offers a deep, rich, yet refreshing twist made with a house sweet tea and topped with bubbles. Love it. Was so maybe maybe no brandy, maybe a little bit of brandy, but sweet tea forward. Mm-hmm. But sweet tea as the base of a French 75 inspired. Yeah. Like you're saying, I thought it was really delicious, a lot richer than a French 75, which is usually very clean tasting, mm-hmm. very light, very fizzy. But it was a really, really great drink to start the meal off of. Uh, or start the meal off with. And I know we have both had other fun drinks uh, later on, including just a straight up martini yes. to continue the theme. And we live to tell of it. Yep. Uh, that was a real Jesus take the wheel moment for us. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about the food. So after our drinks, we told the server Preston that we would we would be letting Jesus take the wheel. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Preston was so excited for us because the first course being snacks um, came out with Fancy fish sticks. It was the albacore tuna bites. Yep. Correct. Yep. And then also um, a stuffed olive. And Preston was going on about these stuffed olives. And he's like, you know, I would say start with the fish stick, the fish bite, because there's a whole lot of flavor in that olive. In fact, there is so much flavor in that, that when I was here on my birthday, I bit into it and I stood up. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, granted, you don't have that birthday energy and you may not have had a few pre-game birthday cocktails, but... There you have it. The olive bite was so flavorful, I stood up. And so... That was a, a great hype for the snack. Totally. And it lived up to it. It was like just a an example of what the service is. Like very conversational, very fun. Like I would have a pregame birthday cocktail with Preston. He seemed like a, a fun guy to hang with. No doubt. But he wasn't wrong. That bite was so good. Like it was stuffed with flavor <laughs> i don't know what was in it uh, i can do. tell you i can okay. tell you so it was uh an olive at the middle of a uh are we calling it prosciutto flaps yes the yep i'm um, meat curtains i can't not say it sorry it, as i joked to you it was very georgia o'keefe it was it yes. was it was a flower but you know not it really was the not just of, a flower the softest of openings uh prosciutto and pimento olive skewer with pickled chili Really, really good. And then you already mentioned the the albacore tuna fish sticks, which were fucking delicious. It was the best, most elevated, elegant bite of fish stick I've ever had. Um, That little snack thing was my second favorite thing on the menu that we had that night. It started off really strong for me. I don't I don't think I disagree. That was so good. Both were great. Like, I think it was a perfect pairing. Yeah. Like you got the the fishy sweetness and then the sort of like fishy looking, but meaty. Yeah. Fishy-looking, meaty sweetness. Kind of a long way around for that. No, uh, I'm here for it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And that's impressive because a lot of the time, the amuse-bouche, the snack, the palate setter, whatever you want to call it, 
it's just that. It's there to set you up for success, but then not anything you really write home about. But other than Annalena, I can't think of another restaurant where it they just knock it out on like you hit it on the yeah, first pitch. From, you know? Yeah, from word one, it's like we're here to impress you. Yeah, exactly. And you will be impressed. Mm-hmm. You will be saying mercy. Yeah, say it. <laughs> say it. So if we move on from the snack. Oh, by the way, what would you give that out of uh, chicken wings? Uh, course four, itself, four point seventy five. Love that. I think I would agree with you. It was, yeah. it was a real highlight. Uh, that was followed by with the okra and induya hush puppies. Oh, cornmeal, pesto calabrese, burnt onion oil, and lemon. Uh, again, hush puppies hard hard to argue with. Okra and induya, a kind of fun slimy combo. Yeah, uh, I love a meat spread, mm-hmm. uh, which I think we joked about there. As you hate the phrase meat spread, yep, because induya is just a meat spread. But induya and okra is kind of like a nice like combo and deep fried. I mean, what 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 else do you want? Yeah, I mean, I think it was great. Hush puppies are so good. It's such a a classic southern thing. It's mm-hmm. like. Once you learn about them, like if you've ever been to the southern states, you've definitely had a hush puppy. And it's like another way to get deep fried dough into you. And it's like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know about you, but now I will never forget about you. And the thing that I liked about these was like our server told us the, you know, the meat spread, the the was it what kind of meat? Some sort of trees or sausage? Inuya. Yeah. So that was. Inuya. Starts with an apostrophe. It was kneaded right into the dough. It's not like there were chunks of it in there, like, say, bad example, like a ham and cheese scone or something like that, where there would be bits of meat. It was, like, all blended together for, like, a full palate hit in every bite. A little bit of sweet, a little bit of heat, and there was texture in there with the cornmeal, and it was... um, like fully sated experience with the meat in there as well. It was really, really nice. And a nice two steps up from the, the lightness of the one like half bite fish stick and the the Georgia O'Keefe meat flap olive. <laughs> yeah. When they came around after we ate the hush puppies and they said like, how are the first uh, couple courses? And we were like amazing. And they were like, yeah, we know, right? Fried everything. Like, yeah. What, what could be better than that as a way to start a meal? Yeah. And they're not wrong. I thought thought it was really fun. And just to like, I know that you mentioned that the okra is slimy. I think you just mean that in general, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Their okra is not slimy. I mean, okra is a kind of famously slimy vegetable. That's all. A cactus slug. Like, that's what it is. And it's like kind of unwieldy. And like, I'm intimidated by it. I've never cooked with it, but I know it's a staple of Southern cooking. Exactly. And they do it so well. And And I like okra a lot. I don't say that pejoratively when I say No, no. And I knew what you meant, but I just wanted to clarify that like... I appreciate you giving me a chance to... There's uh, no slime in that. Yeah. Yeah, no. No slime in that puppy. No, no. no, Just hush. Yep. Uh, What would you give the hush puppies out of five? Four. Okay. I think I'm going 3.75. Okay. So like in the ballpark. Yeah. Still upper end of the scale. Yeah. Uh, Next course, I I don't want to tip tip a hat here but i have a feeling we'll be gushing about this one too was the squash and burrata which oh my god okay was, okay so let me just describe this quickly before we you better uh, then i'll turn the mic over to you so it was based around a dish called efo efo which is a uh, west african stew uh west african spices they actually told us what kind of like spices they use that are native to west africa which is really interesting uh burrata fried sage two kinds of squash inside this incredible, incredible salad. Uh, 
Also, notes here I have from the menu, blackberry sorghum vinaigrette with almonds and, oh, sage, the fried sage on top, which was a lovely... Perfectly crisp fried fried sage. Lovely touch. Uh, Jill, I turn the mic over to you. Okay. So this was hands down the best thing on that tasting menu for me. And it perfectly represents the culmination and the the joy like the palate joy of that culmination of this fusion like the fact i'm like almost at a loss for words well they they said they they base this around like the flavor profile or the flavor pops you get from a caprese salad which which is is wild yeah how do you get from that to this like there was spiced nuts like west african spices that i've not hit my palate before and Okay, so back to my point about this being like the pinnacle of fusion for me. Because of the regions and the type of cuisine that they've chosen to to play in concert together, it's almost infinite possibilities. It's like inception in that, okay, you're going to blend Italian and Southern cuisine. Well, Southern cuisine is already a blend of West African influence French influence with Creole, Cajun. And then we all know that like below the Bible Belt in the south of the States, like they do wild things down there that that is not happening anywhere else. Ironically, that God would not forget. Exactly. Yeah, a lot goes on down there. Um, But it's like the fact that you're that I'm getting imported West African spices on locally sourced and seasonal like autumnal vegetables like different types of squash you've got one of the squashes is actually kabocha which is japanese but because it's available in north america you're still playing within the guidelines like it's a global culinary experience and i think it like to me this dish perfectly celebrates everything that say mercy does exceptionally well and it's just tastes fucking great. <laughs> like <laughs> I I think you've said everything that there is to say about that dish. I'm going to jump ahead of you and give my rating first this time. Okay. 5 out of 5. Yeah, same. My favorite thing on the menu too. Hands too. down. Like 5 chicken wings out of 5 for sure. Like how many like we are very spoiled to live where we do. Um squash and burrata not an original pairing every fall i look forward to the the seasons changing over burrata is always in season on commercial drive little italy and you know what else is in season in fall squash do mm. they go well amazing like they they pair so well together but this is a dish i've had dozens and dozens and dozens of times i have it triannually at least and it like blew my mind it's a it's been it was delivered to me in a way that i've never experienced before and i don't think i will like again i when you said say mercy the first thing that jumped to my mind was like right on i get to have the barbecue bolo again yeah i thought about the hush puppies i was like i'm sure we'll have a great meal it's to their credit that i wasn't thinking about this at all and it completely blew me away totally like or not that like food can't do that but just uh, again i could not say kinder words about this dish if we went back next week and we did a la carte i would insist on getting this absolutely and it's like to your point you think of the barbecue bolo because it's like oh bolognese the richest thing on the menu yeah southern barbecue sauce they could have just left it there Mm -hmm. but they didn't they they push the envelope to every edge they can they push it real good say mercy (laughs) 
<laughs> oh boy. But they they really do it. They like they've put the maybe the biggest guardrails you can put, like the two goalposts of like Italian and Southern cooking, and then they continue to expand within that huge swath. Mm-hmm. Like it's they're so they're it's just brilliant what they do the concept it seems so narrow but they're like we dare you to think that after you leave our restaurant i completely agree and also the you described it perfectly which is that they embrace that the southern cooking that we all know about is actually a much bigger melting pot than pre than is popularized a lot of the time especially if you think about it in terms of like oh yeah like cornbread and barbecue it's it's more than that right it can be fo or efo i'm not sure exactly if i'm pronouncing it correctly forgive me yeah but it was Again, a total showstopper. Totally. And this is a squash burrata salad. I know, like, which we've both had already probably three times each this year. Probably. But like, this is the best one. Oh, absolutely. So next up, we have the barbecue bolo. Yes. Which, uh, which we did pay $10 extra to add to the tasting menu. And I would do it again. I would do it again, too. I have hot takes about the barbecue bolo. Are you ready to receive them? Uh, Yes. Okay. I've now had the barbecue bolo twice. Mm-hmm. It's so rich that I don't know that I need it a third time. I think I would want to go back to say mercy and just leave room for other things. Yeah. I think it's great if you're sharing it for two people. I think it was like a perfect amount. Yeah. Could go less and be perfectly happy. Probably couldn't do more. Yeah. Uh, I think like the, the flavors are just so intense and it's so rich. And to your point earlier, it is like a little bit like adult chef Boyardee. Like it's so rich and delicious. Don't get me wrong. And like, then uh, we mean that as a compliment. Completely. Yeah. It is so flavorful. It, it's. I only say that because, and we've talked about this a little bit. Barbecue sauce can be very rich. Mm-hmm. Barbecue sauce is not often like my absolute favorite flavor. Me neither. Especially for pasta. This is a totally unique dish. It's a total highlight. If you're going to say mercy for the first time, you absolutely need to get it. Yeah. I would never say anything other than otherwise. But now having had it twice, I'm ready to see. Like, I want to try the Agnolotti. Yeah. More than I want to have the barbecue bolo a third time. Mm-hmm. That being said, barbecue bolo is still delicious. I do not regret adding it to the tasting menu at all. If anything, it was almost kind of a perfect dessert course yeah. after it was like a savory dessert course yeah. after the amazing squash salad yes rating out of five i think i'm gonna go 3.75 okay which upper end of the scale upper end of the scale i'm you know i'll stick with that um i'm gonna disagree with you but only at the point you made which is that you have a controversial opinion on it because here i am agreeing with you everything you said so i like it's just because it's their it's their signature dish like it it is the thing that it's listed in all the articles about them they called it the signature dish when they explained it to us at the table you need to have it you completely agree the thing you need to have it's It's like when you go to pepino's for the first time you get the spaghetti and meatballs right have you had spaghetti and meatballs a million times yes have you had it like this no, they do hand pulled baguette. They do a enormous. They have enormous balls. Um, but it's again like if you've had it once, you'll probably get it the second time. But then after that, you just go with somebody else you start who thinking has about bi- the cannelloni. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you're looking at the the big Polly pizzas. You know, mm. you want to branch out a bit more. But you know the restaurant's going to be good at this point if you've been there a third time and you want to make room for new favorites. So I totally agree. And I think if you're ever there alone, ask 
if anybody has any leftover staff meals, you could have a bite of it <laughs> because you want to taste your way around this menu. It's so good. Yeah. And it is so rich and it is so like, it's more of like, wow, they did it more than it's like you want to sit down to make this the main event if you were eating solo. Like, and I love, I love how they came about it. Like I already teased it out earlier that there's Dr. Pepper in the sauce. Like they're not above any ingredient to to chase that vision that they have the same way again to go back to pepinos they put cherry coke in their ribs yeah it's a common southern thing i think totally yeah um but they're not above it they're not you know uh pedantic uh the servers aren't pedantic and i mean that's not a very highfalutin tale to tell at the table is that they put dr pepper in there and i think it works no they're proud of it which totally. is i think to their credit yeah and I totally agree. I think that it's an incredible dish. I agree that it should be their signature dish. There's nothing else like it out there in Vancouver no. at all. I, I feel like we're both walking back to be like, okay, we're lucky enough to have had this dish twice. Yeah. It's really good. But I don't know if I want it again. But also having to couch that in like, but for the first like the first time, you I was really excited you about it. You do have to get it. Because yeah. like, I don't like I don't like barbecue sauce. You were very generous about it not being your favorite condiment, but like I am I air closer to anti-barbecue sauce. Right. But this is really something else. I'm and not anti-barbecue sauce. No, I know. But, but I'm saying that I am yeah. closer to that than you are. And that's how good this barbecue sauce is, is that you can put it on spaghetti. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a gross, like drunken white trash meal, but it is so it's complicated mm -hmm. and it's but it's still simple, mm -hmm. like in the way that it's uh, like the idea of the concept is simple, not easy, but simple. And yeah, you just got to get it. And I am going to give it 3.75 out of five as well. Great. Well, I'm glad we're aligned then. Yeah. Okay. So again, barbecue bolo, <laughs> not saying anything bad about you. No, bolo. we love you. Barbecue bolo. It's non-negotiable. You have to you get have it. You have to get it. You do have to get it. If it's your first or second time. <laughs> it, yes. And then the third time, perhaps it's you're thinking you. about Agnolotti. Jesus, take the wheel after that. <laughs> that is true. Okay, so then our next course was the cornmeal crusted catfish. Ah, uh, yes. Which I thought was also very good. Yes. Uh, cornmeal crust with Chipotle chili. Zab Is that an I or an L? I can't remember. Yeah, Zabione, smoked cauliflower, and salsa rosa. Which had Chipotle in it, correct? Yes, the Chipotle chili Zabione. So this dish, Zabione. This dish for me was mixed i think the way the catfish was prepared was perfect it wasn't oily yeah it was beautiful on yeah, the plate yeah stunning i love all the different colors that they use but i think there was just a little bit too much going on for me i found i'm hard pressed to enjoy a chipotle forward dip or food plate item i think because catfish is so mild i i think it it took on a lot of smoke for me that i i wouldn't have liked otherwise yeah yeah, I guess that's fair. Catfish is a whitefish, so it's kind of a, a bit milder in flavor. When hey? I'm used to, like, to be fair, like I'm used to whitefish in like a uh, lemon or white wine or garlic, like something light that something takes it on well and it's not overpowered by it. I think it was just upstaged too much by a flavor that it's not my favorite. Mm. Um, but I really loved how they cooked it. I think it was delicately fried, uh, which is something I wouldn't hear myself saying at any other Southern themed restaurant, I don't think. Yeah, it was just like the hintest. Or the faintest just, hint yeah. of like a smorked crispy butt. edge. A, a smorked butt. Um, I'm going to give it <sighs> smorked butt. two 
oh a little lower than me i'm gonna go 3.25 i think i like this more than you i liked the catfish the texture and the flavor of the meat itself oh very good yeah um i thought the cauliflower side of it was a bit was a bit just okay like it it was good obviously but i've had like roasted black and cauliflower many times before uh but i really liked the the zabayoni kind of sauce the Mm -hmm. the yellow sauce they had on the plate which is very fun and again, I, I think I was really, I, w- I think I might have just been more into the the overall texture of the catfish. Same. I think uh, that was the star of the show for me. Really impressive. One thing I <clears throat> I saw, though, looking back in my photos here so I could look at the catfish, mm-hmm. I accidentally scrolled too far and saw a video of the bolo and I was like, fuck, that looks pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, I just saw our little video of our martini. Oh, sorry. One more thing about the, the catfish dish. I know that... To me, I feel like the concept got... Uh, they put the concept before the flavor a little bit for me. Okay. I know that wasn't their intention, but mm-hmm. that's kind of like where it landed for me. And that, to your point about the cauliflower, I know they didn't want to waste any effort. There was something... They smoked... The, it was whatever they smoked the chipotle in for the sauce. They had like the residual like reduction. They used that to infuse into the cauliflower, but right. it sort of... Oh, yeah. All, they, were, they, they did explain like they didn't smoky, waste anything nothing. from the dish. And I yeah. love that concept. I love restaurants like the Acorn that do that, even like down to the pickle brine that they then use in their cocktails after they've done something. Like, I love that upcycling, downcycling kind of concept. Yep. But I think the concept was bigger than the flavor in this one for me. I don't disagree. Yeah. Uh, and then our last main... Uh, and this is where I'm starting to get very full. Yeah. <laughs> was the half Creole hen, mm-hmm. which was served on a bed of Milanese risotto with Creole sauce and braised collard greens. Again, going back to that Southern greens kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say this is the only dish that was kind of a miss for me. Okay. I liked the risotto a good deal, although it was, I mean, to their credit, they explained like they put like heavy cream in their risotto. Like it's not just the, like a classic risotto that you're sort of just like, stirring with the arborio rice and the white wine and mm-hmm. uh, all that kind of stuff. Like they put a bunch of stuff in it. Um, but the hen itself was just like, like, again, like I, I we're going to share pictures of it. It's a beautiful, it's, it's a real like stunning looking dish, mm-hmm. but the hen was just like a little too tough. Maybe it was gamier than I thought it was going to be. Tough I've to never- share. It's like beautiful to look at, but yeah. then, like, it's hard I'm always a little bit confounded as someone who's like still newish in the grand scheme of things to like ordering meat with bones in it. Like, yeah, knifing and forking it is just a little bit um, complicated. And I also found that I think the server shared that part of either the sauce or something that they brined the chicken in was Frank's. Oh, yeah. And so that's it was so vinegary. It was a bit vinegary, but yeah. I will say. Like, maybe I'm just not a big hen guy, but I loved the collard greens, and I was, like, I'm not, again, like, richness really hits me a lot. I, f- I feel richness very effectively. If um, I were richness. Um, as Eve almost once said. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really did enjoy the saffron, creamy, cheesy um risotto it really is almost like a mac and cheese version of risotto in yeah, some sense it really is and then when you got a bite of the collard greens in there as well which is kind of like cabbagey skunky yeah. a little bit like long wet brussels sprouts but in a good way mm, say more <laughs> um i really like that aspect of it like i feel like it could have been half as big and maybe each we had like a wing or something like that or a drumstick but yeah um 
even so, yeah, like you say, like it was a bit vinegary with the Franks. But again, love the ambition. Beautiful dish. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'm just not a big hen guy, but I did love the risotto and the collard greens. And I'm going to give that one 3.25. Okay. I'm yeah. going a little. Uh, this is where I'm going a little lower. So I'm yeah. going to go 2.75 for okay. that one. Uh but again, like we're within the same ballpark, I think, you know, I like the catfish a little bit more. You like the hen a little bit more. Yeah. You know, you're not a, you're not a hen guy, but I'm a, I'm a fishy queen. What can I say? <laughs> well, that is fair. <laughs> no one would ever take that away from you. Uh, but yeah, again, like still a real show stopping dish. Mm-hmm. Just, I think compared to some of the, like compared to the squash and burrata, it's just like uh, the squash and burrata was just like, oh my God, this is like poetry on a plate. And yeah. The half grill hen with like such a Frank's forward flavor yeah. and stuff is just like a little bit different yeah uh and then dessert we had a delicious rocket pop semifredo which was super fun oh yeah so uh this really uh brought us in for a great landing so uh the rocket pop semifredo was made with lime curd cherry mousse white chocolate milk crumble and raspberries and they shaped the semifredo so beautifully it looks like a, a big cube big a cube of cotton candy yeah i'll just show you the little video there so you yeah. can get a get a, a sense of it again and then i asked the server what it was and she's like it's like ice cream but it's not <laughs> which i think is a and you know, she's not wrong it's almost like that'll do it every time kind of meringue i'm not i'm not up enough on semifredo to be or able like, to say what it is or what it is but i mean you would you disagree, meringue? No, or like no, it's, it's like very light. Thicker, it's, it's almost like um, what are the macarons, kind of. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's not like, without the crunch and the. I don't know. I know what you're saying, though. It's like airy. Yeah, airier than like the heavier. It's like airier than gelato, even. Yeah. I yeah. Kind of like it almost has a taste like it was frozen with dry ice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, how else do you get that shape? That's true. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think it was a great way to end the meal. It's fun to look at, fun yeah. to say. Eat with your eyes. Exactly. Um, and nice and light after like, especially after being hit with all that cream and richness in the risotto, you like, I was like, I'm about to say mercy here. Like, yeah. this is, you've, you've really lived up to the name at this point. Yeah. Adding the bolo and then having the richness of that risotto was a lot. Yeah. But then and I think they capped it off back. perfectly. And I love that they had raspberries in there. I love, like, fruit is my go-to over, I think, chocolate when it comes to dessert flavors. Interesting. Yeah. But overall, I think I would give it a 3.5. I'm going to give it a 3.5 too. Yeah. I really liked it. I uh, I mean, uh, uh, like everything you just said, I think after all that richness, it was a really nice, like comparatively light bite and having the fresh fruit in there was like the tartness that you need to like cut through. Yeah. A little bit of acid, acid, a little bit of tart. It was mm-hmm. good. Very, very good. Yeah. Uh, overall thoughts on the Jesus take the wheel as Carrie Underwood once sang. Um, I mean, I think you should do it as a as a fan of Jesus. Yes, we have the same initials, Brian. <laughs> I can't not be a fan. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I recommend doing it and then adding the bolo. Because as we said numerous times, you got to add the bolo. Yep. Uh, non-negotiable bolo. We, uh, and again, just for value. Like, for two people to eat that well, that many courses for under 150 bucks before tax, not including the drinks. Um, like, normally for 
two people to go out and have a multi-course meal of that caliber, yeah, you're probably going to spend close to 300 bucks, I would say. Totally. So I think it's amazing value. Um, it'll take you out of your comfort zone. You're not eating anywhere else like this in Vancouver. It's one of a kind. Unless you have friends who have come from an Italian and <laughs> deep south home. But uh, it's... Yeah, it's one of a kind and it's a good I just suggest the the tasting menu because it gives you an I they know what they're doing. Absolutely. They if know, you're going for the first time, get the tasting menu. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. So yeah, I think that would be my advice. I I would second that advice. And I would also say don't sleep on the cocktails. They were all really, really great. Uh I really like the martini and I didn't feel too drunk afterwards, which is kind of very impressive for a martini. Yes, I agree. It was, um, it was just the right hit one thing i will walk back yes definitely get the tasting menu yes add the bolo but if they have but the agnolotti you gotta get the agnolotti it's like the best pierogi you've ever had when i went with georgia so earlier in the episode you referenced that sometimes georgia and i ask for another round that is something that we asked for another round of and when we were leaving there the kitchen staff was out um polishing glassware at the bar and our server was like these are the gals who ordered another round of the agnolotti and the they gave us like a huge wave and a huge thumbs up like it's our favorite dish too so it's like to be able to connect with the, the staff on that again like so friendly like it's such a great atmosphere there but also have the agnolotti it's so good it's like yeah they're just the best not pierogi pierogies you've ever had in your life how was it in terms of not pierogi pierogies how does it compare to say i don't know the boston pizza spicy pierogi pizza (laughs) i mean you can't compare them it's like comparing apples and trash (laughs) (laughs) right okay i mean good trash i mean that's the only thing that you could maybe order at boston pizza but it uh, is the only legitimate order at boston pizza but it's as i will have on my tombstone one day i i think that the agnolotti at say mercy is better than the agnolotti at published interesting so i've still never been to published and they have a similar take on it's like a potato cheese agnolotti so and Ooh, like better than the agnolotti at the best restaurant in canada yes and i i stand how's that I for say mercy yeah well, good for them. Uh, overall, say mercy thoughts. Would you welcome them into the royal court? Are they uh, perhaps a little tier below that? Does it need a revisit before you're willing to open up the hallowed I think halls? I need to try that neck bowl before they get into the royal court. Yeah. But I, they're so close. The, all the everyone who works there is allowed to come hang out in the royal court <laughs> yeah they're yeah it, it, they have a, a free and clear invite and also i want to say i know i touched on this a little bit i've been a big fan of the mckenzie room or tmr as it's sometimes known nope. for a long time i used to live right near the mckenzie room i went there all the time when i like not all the time i'm not made of money but mm-hmm. mckenzie room was always something special and yeah love love the mckenzie room and i really want to try collective goods me too and they just opened a fine dining spot the to the people behind that group called gary's on 12th oh which they apparently call it like it's a little less fussy white tablecloth fine dining oh okay sounds could right, be fun, right up our alley yeah, yeah could be fun so look forward to trying gary's look forward to continuing to celebrate say mercy and i definitely want to go back yeah in fact i'm mad that i'm not there right now same i'm i will go until i say mercy yeah um any other i said um again remember when i made that my resolution for this episode that's fine brian okay uh anyway go to say mercy if you're within the sound of our voice go to say mercy please let us know your thoughts get your your butt smorked 
get your butts morked. Should we share our fun end of year meal? Last year we did elephant. Yes, which I is think, one of the best meals I've had in my life. Yes, me too. <laughs> and I, I think it's fun that we're going in the opposite direction this year. Yeah, we are, aren't we? Um, why don't you share what we're doing? Sure. So elephant, Jill, we we Jill and I have fallen into this tradition as a Christmas gift to ourselves. We always take ourselves out for a really nice meal. Now, how is this different than the rest of the year, you might ask, to which we would say, shut up. Yeah, leave us alone. We do what we want. <laughs> uh, no, this is where we kind of go for it a little bit more. Elephant was like a real, like, we had a reservation. It was a fun, buzzy restaurant in town. Jill had just come off of being there and was like, you've got to try this place. They're doing stuff that's going to knock your socks off. So inventive, so creative, so different. You've never had veal brain on eggplant before. That wasn't on the menu then, no. but I just wanted to bring up the veal brain. Mm-hmm. But there and was sweet bread in the turnip soup we had, I think. Yeah. Sure, probably was. But this year, we're going the opposite direction. And we're going to go fancy business people. Oh, yeah. We're going to High Steakhouse yeah. for a whiskey and steak night. Business gonna, not casual. Yes. And now some of you might be asking... Why do they no 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 do they serve a Caesar salad at the table? And I'm here to tell you they do. They absolutely. We've do. already looked it up. I can confirm they will bring us a Caesar salad and make it at the table. We're talking table Caesars. We're talking gross cheesy bread that comes in tin foil. That's so gross. It's delicious. Mm. Uh, only old fashions and heavy red wine on the drink menu. I'm pretty sure. It's we're gonna. Be have ample people watching. Yep. It's, yeah, it's going to be great. We're going to live our strip loin fantasies. Let's clean it up, Brian. Or our tomahawk realness. Yes. And our ribeye. A third thing. Yes. Very well said. Thank you. Thank you. I, I do pretty good off the top of my head. Yep. So we're very excited for High Steakhouse. If you have thoughts about highs or really just the. I've said this to you before, but growing up in the burbs, there was a time when truly, truly, I thought going out to a fancy place for steak was like the pinnacle of eating. It was oh, yeah. like the fanciest meal it was even possible to conceive of. Yeah. Uh, and not just because of the cake. Yeah. I thought that about like if you're going into town and going to Gotham, oh, mud on. Like that is the height of luxury. Which, as it turns out, after some research, has not been around that long. No, it's actually we were looking for the what's the oldest steak, fancy steak place in town. It's highs. It's highs. Yeah, 65 years old. Mm-hmm. Or at least the chain itself is 65 years old. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're very excited and we will, I'm very excited to report back. Do you have any, anything you're hoping for? Any highs, hopes? High hopes. Um, no, I just know it's going to be an amazing experience. We're going to live our best business bro lives. I think very finance bro it up. It's somewhere between Don Draper and Jack Donahue. I feel like, so I think that's pretty, on the nose for uh, a cozy Christmas spectacular. For yeah. Us. Are, are we together? Are we closer to Don Draper and Roger Sterling, rich perverts out in the town? Or are we closer to Jack Donaghy and uh, Liz Lemon, Liz Lemon <laughs> uh, two train wrecks who are good for a laugh? Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah. We'll let the servers at highs decide. Yes, exactly. Uh, okay. Any Any other final thoughts you want to leave the people with? No. Me either. Well, I'm ready to say mercy on this episode. Nice. Thank you. Uh, Thanks very much for listening. You can find the show on Instagram at Battle Royale. That's Royale with an E. Battle Royale with cheese. 
please subscribe. This is your first episode. If maybe you're a member of Say Mercy's fabulous team, uh, please know that we love and appreciate everything you're doing. So much. You can subscribe to our show wherever you get podcasts, including Spotify. And uh, we thank you for inviting us into your home. And thank you for inviting us into your kitchen and sitting down at a table with us and letting us prepare a feast for you. An oral feast? An audio feast. Uh, happy Halloween, freaks. Happy Halloween, freaks. Did we settle on that yes. as a sign-off? Okay. <laughs> happy Halloween, freaks. <laughs>